Okay, so um, like I mentioned earlier, we have a fine dining establishment set up here. And uh, I'm going to spend most of my time right over here at this uh, at this lovely little table. And um, let me get, just kind of get set up and arranged here. Um, the the table is going to be really helpful to us today uh, because a table often implies relationship, of course, right? Uh, you go to a a coffee shop and uh, get a coffee with somebody else, and there's going to be what at the coffee shop tables, right? Uh, you go to a restaurant and uh, you're intending to have a meal together with somebody else, and there's going to be what? tables. Uh, you look at a family maybe uh, around, I don't know, for my family, five o'clock because we can't wait past that. For some families as late as eight o'clock and they're going to gather around a meal. Uh, we call it dinner and there's going to be what? Uh, a table. A table implies relationships. Okay, a table implies relationships. Um, and there's different postures that we might have at this table. Um, one posture is to do what I'm doing and we sit at the table. Um, there's a handy little napkin here, and uh, sometimes when we sit at the table, we might uh, use this napkin kind of like this. I don't think anybody really does this anymore. Does anybody really do this anymore? But yes? <laughs> oh, kids, yes. So um, so this would imply um, that I'm sitting at the table, I've got the, uh, the napkin tucked into my collar, and I am ready to what? Consume. So go ahead and just say that word again. I'm ready to consume. Yeah, perfect. So um, I've got the, I am ready, you know, feed me, right, kind of deal. So, so this is one posture that we might have uh, at the table. And, and this is one dynamic, right, one dynamic, a one-sided dynamic of what relationships look like in the kingdom of God. Um, on the other hand, um, another posture at the table might be that you, uh, that, that you stand at the table, and uh, when you're standing at the table, the napkin also takes a different posture, and you uh, maybe do something like this, right? You've got the napkin over your arm, and this is more of a, I'm here to contribute. Everybody say contribute. Yeah, so I'm here to contribute. I'm here to serve. I'm here to meet the needs of the people around the table. This is like the other half, right? The other one-sided perspective of, of what a relationship in the kingdom of God looks like. Uh, we are invited to be consumers and contributors. Okay, so so here's the deal. I want you to just close your eyes because I just want to take a little survey here. And um, and, and I, wanna, I want you to close your eyes because I, I don't want you um, to answer with the hope of showing off. <laughs> and I don't want you to answer out of guilt. And, and so um, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand uh, and tell me which one you are more often. And so if you would just kind of kindly close your eyes. I see some of your eyes still open. Right, close your eyes and uh, just raise your hand if you would say that you are most often a consumer. Okay, you can put your hands down and uh, raise your hand if you would say that you're most often a contributor. And some of you didn't raise your hand. You can, everybody can open your eyes. Uh, uh, and let me just kind of ask, maybe that's because um, you decided you weren't quite sure. And you understand that there's a little bit of a tension in our lives where we are both consumers and contributors. Uh, my hope today is actually to encourage you to live a beautiful, tension-filled life. Everybody say, thanks, Pastor Dave. Right, as if we don't have enough uh, tension in our lives already, we're just going to be looking at and considering this tension of being both a consumer and a contributor. Uh, we desperately need both in our lives, right? And in, in, in the way that I do my life and live in my relationships, I need to be both a consumer and a contributor. 
Uh, we're going to talk about how Scripture gives more weight to one than the other, uh, but we ought to be both consumers and contributors. Um, we need to be consumers. We are called and invited and challenged, encouraged, charged to be contributors. Um, let me just uh, sit at the table. Actually, let, let me give you two verses first, uh, two verses that kind of uh, begin to draw out this tension, and then we're going to return to these verses momentarily. First one is Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. If you're keeping score at home, just write that down, Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. It says this, let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but to the interests of others. Uh, Philippians is a, is a fascinating little book. It's only four chapters. It'll probably take you like, I mean, 20 minutes max to read the whole thing, right? But in this section of the, of the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul is, uh, is talking about community. He's talking about how we do life together, uh, what it looks like to be at the table together, and just see what he's saying. He's essentially saying that we are both, what, consumers and contributors. Uh, second verse uh, for us to just kind of circle around and consider this morning, Acts chapter 20, verse 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, this is super interesting. Uh, it, I don't know if you can see it or not, but, um, oh, go to the next one there, Edward. There, there you go. Who said that? Jesus actually said that, according to um, Luke, who wrote the book of Acts. Um, so Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke. He also wrote the book of Acts. Uh, Luke is more of like a journalist than an eyewitness. So he was employed essentially by, by a Roman officer, and he was sent to go and uh, talk to the eyewitnesses and speak to those who were there firsthand. And then he just kind of journaled what he found, and he wrote it down in a story format called the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, and the book of Acts. And so um, uh, Luke tells us that Jesus said this, but guess what? Um, if you look through the Gospels page by page, you will not find this quote from Jesus anywhere, right? But nobody's disputing this, and so we assume that it's actually true, that Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Just notice the tension there, uh, that we are both consumers and contributors. Okay, so, so let me just uh, sit at the table and uh, get myself all tucked in here. Um, I, I just want to look at this with you and, uh, and talk about how we want to make sure that we are a people. This is really attractive, right? All right, I'm ready for the barbecue. The give me some ribs. Um, uh, I, we want to talk about and, and, and make sure that we're saying it's not bad to sit at the table. You hearing me? It's not bad to sit at the table. In fact, what we're going to see is that we are invited by the King of kings and the Lord of lords to sit at the table. Um, just um, think about this, right? We often grow weary and tired. Um, maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> we often grow weary and tired, amen? And so when we grow weary and tired, what should we do? Keep standing at the table, keep serving, push through, power through? No, in those moments, right, we are invited to sit at the table, to be refreshed, to be replenished, to be, to be restored. And so sitting at the table is not a bad thing. Uh, consider that, that verse from Philippians, right? Did, did you kind of catch it? It says, don't look only to your own interests. It doesn't say that looking to your own interests is bad. It just says don't look only to your own interests. 
Um, same way, uh, that, that passage from the book of Acts, it said, um, uh, more blessed to give than to receive. That doesn't say that it's bad to receive, <laughs> to sit at the table and have somebody plop food in front of you. No, that's not a bad thing. It just says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, let me give you some other verses. If uh, Keep in score at home. Just kind of jot these down. Psalm 23. You know Psalm 23 really well, right? We often call this the good shepherd psalm. Uh, but but in, the, in Psalm 23, God is both a good shepherd and a gracious host. It's just this beautiful passage, gracious host. It's got this image of David being out in the wilderness, and he's wandering through what? The valley of the shadow of death? And, uh, and, and it's kind of like he, he ends up at this, you know, this mansion house of God. And he knocks on the door and he's tired and he's weary and he's worn out from, from wandering through the valley of the shadow of death. And, uh, and, and God throws the door wide open and he, and he says, oh, David, I'm so glad that you are here. Why don't you come in and, what, sit at my table. And uh, there's this glorious feast Prepare it in advance for David to enjoy. God is a gracious host who invites us to sit at the table. Um, Psalm 34, verse 8. That's another one. Psalm 34, verse 8. Uh, David uh, is speaking here, and what he's doing in Psalm 34 is he's, he's remembering uh, when God has come and helped him, uh, remembering times when God has provided for him. And, uh, and David is now speaking to all of Israel and, and likely to us as well. And, and you know what he says? He says, uh, taste and see. <laughs> Boy, isn't that sit-at-the-table language? Taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what David says. He's inviting us to sit at the table. Uh, two more. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. This is the words of Jesus himself, which for me just always carries a little bit more weight. I mean, David's really cool, but if Jesus is inviting me to the table, I want to see that, right? Matthew 11, 20. Oops, my towel fell. Hold on. I want to make sure I'm ready. Uh, Matthew 11:28. Uh, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, right? Um, John chapter 7, verse 37, a very similar kind of language. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. It's not bad to sit at the table. The King of kings and the Lord of lords invites you here to sit, to tuck that napkin into your collar and be ready for a glorious feast. Um, the the, the one who created all things and knows what you need and can absolutely, uh, the, the father who longs to provide for you is inviting you to sit at the table and enjoy. It's not bad to sit at the table. Of course, we, it's not the only dynamic or the only thing that's true about relationships in the kingdom of God. Uh, we aren't just consumers, we're also what? contributors, right? And, and so we just want to be considering that. And, and, and we want to be honest, right, that Scripture places more emphasis here, right, that uh, Scripture gives a little bit more weight uh, to us being contributors than it does to us being consumers. Um, uh, even way back in the book of Deuteronomy, right, uh, God gives uh, instructions for what the king of Israel will look like, right? And, and we've talked about this before, but just to bring it back, right, uh, the, the king of Israel is not supposed to be a, a consumer. He's supposed to be a contributor, right? He's not supposed to be a taker. He's supposed to be a giver, right? That's God's plan for the king of Israel. Um, when Jesus comes, uh, Jesus himself says, the Son of Man did not come to 
consume. Uh, he did not come to uh, be served, but to serve, to contribute. Right? He came um, not to be served, but to serve. Um, uh, go back to Philippians and Acts, right? Uh, Paul uh, says in the book of Philippians, look also to the interest of others. Look also to the interest of others. Uh, the book of Acts, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, uh, just kind of a side note here, uh, just th thinking about that Philippians, uh, this is like a caution for us contributors. And I say us contributors, because I probably would have raised my hand just to be transparent for like, I tend to lean on and err on the side of, yeah, I'm gonna contribute. I put that, uh, put that towel around my arm and I'm ready. Um, uh, we serve or we contribute for their benefit, not for ours. We, we serve, we contribute for their benefit, not for ours. We don't stand at the table um, to make ourselves look or feel good. Um, we don't, we, we don't uh, put the towel around our arm uh, so that more people come to our church and we get more butts in the seats. It's not the point. If you're doing that, then you're making your contribution, what? A consumption. You're changing it and making it about you instead of about them. We contribute out of love for them. Uh, that's the caution as we contribute. Um, uh, a couple other verses to be thinking about and considering. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, uh, the Apostle Paul says, Each one of us did the work that God gave us to do. Uh, the Apostle Paul is uh, speaking about Apollos and other teachers that uh, planted and watered and took care of the seeds that were planted in the hearts and the minds of the people of God. And, uh, and, and Paul is just kind of saying, look, each one of us did the work that God gave us to do. They were, what, contributors. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul is talking to all of us, to the church in general. He says, offer your lives as living sacrifice. First uh, Peter chapter four verse ten. This is a great verse. He says, uh, "Each this is Peter, right? The apostle Peter. Each of you received a spiritual gift. God has shown you His grace in giving you different gifts, and you are like servants who are responsible for using God's gifts." So here it comes. So be good servants and use your gifts to what? Serve each other, to be contributors to come to the table and stand and say, oh, I've got unique gifts for, for the unique people at my unique table. It's this beautiful thing that God has done. He's given us unique passions and unique giftings so that we can actually look at the unique people at our unique tables and say, hey, I'm here. I, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to contribute. Um. John 13, right? We, we read that earlier, and uh, it's just such a, a, an incredible moment in the life of Jesus. And, and what John 13 does is it just kind of tells a story. And, and you got to see uh, kind of right off the top, and I don't even know if we included this verse in there, but, but it said that all things have been placed into the hands of God. Uh, just, um, we're going to do this two more times, but just close your eyes for a second, just for a second. And just think about all the things that you would say have been placed into your hands. Some of you, that's a pretty long list. Think about all the things that have been placed into your hands. Okay, go ahead and open your eyes. Um, the, the text says that all things, all things have been placed into the hands of Jesus. 
We wouldn't say that, uh, that, that Jesus is a consumer and, uh, and, and what has been placed on his uh, plate is, uh, is all things, but we would just kind of point out and say that Jesus is the most powerful man in the entire room. And Jesus is the most powerful man in any room at any time. Right? All things have been placed into his hands. And just see what he did in that moment. He laid aside his outer garment and he took a a towel, and, um, and he tied it around his waist, and then he poured water into a basin, and, and he got down on his knees, and he began to wash the feet of the disciples. Um, are, are the disciples consumers or contributors in that moment? 100% consumers. Right, they're just sitting there in awe that the most powerful man in any room at any time would be down on his knees with a towel in his hand, ready to wash them clean. Jesus is showing them what he's going to do 24 hours from that moment. Right? That, that he is going to take care of every single spiritual need that they could ever have. Every single need. Right? He's granting them forgiveness. He is, he is refreshing them. He is restoring them. Remember all those things that have been placed into your hands? This is what Jesus wants to do for you. Um, you come empty, and, uh, and, and he invites you to stay, to sit down, to tuck that napkin into your collar, and to be ready to be refreshed. You come exhausted, you come with too many things in your hands, and he's ready to just serve. He's ready to just let you consume and be refreshed and be restored. So go ahead and just one more time, I told you, just close your eyes. Just go back and think about all those things again that have been placed into your hands. Would you just hear the invitation of Jesus today? Come and sit at my table. Be refreshed. Be restored. Consume. Enjoy my goodness. That's what he wants to do in your heart, in your life today. Uh, you can open your eyes. Uh, when Jesus had finished washing their feet, he, uh, he put on his outer garment and he resumed his place at the table, which is pretty interesting, right? He doesn't uh, maintain, hey, I'm just going to stand here and serve you. He actually sits then with the disciples and he says, I then, your Lord and teacher, I have washed your feet. And so you also ought to wash one another's feet. What's he doing? Do, do you catch that? He's moving them from being 100% consumers to being consumers and contributors. Don't lose the fact that, that Jesus is always going to be there to say, hey, you're welcome at my table. I'm going to refresh you. I'm going to restore you. But he's moving them from being 100% consumers to also being contributors. You also ought to love uh, to wash one another's feet. He says, I've given uh, you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. Here it comes, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, 
just as I have loved you. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. It's this beautiful invitation from Jesus in this one intimate story. 24 hours, he's going to be dead on a cross. He's the most powerful man in the room. And he gets these guys together and he, and he says, let me just refresh you and restore you. And then let me send you out to contribute and be part of my mission in the world around you. Uh, Jesus reformed, he transformed what relationships look like. Um, and so my hope for you is that you enjoy living in that tension this week. Uh, the tension of being a consumer and at the same time being a contributor. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we, uh, we, we first of all just have to really say thank you. Uh, thanks for the invitation to sit at your table. Uh, since the Garden of Eden, <laughs> we didn't even go that far back. Uh, since the Garden of Eden, you have uh, uh, just created and made and given it to us to enjoy. And so we thank you for that. Uh, that you have this incredible uh, long track record of inviting us to sit at the table, uh, to tuck that napkin into our collar, and to be refreshed, uh, to enjoy, to consume. Uh, at the same time, you have uh, given us unique gifts and unique passions, and uh, you've invited us to contribute. Uh, to actually be part of your work in the world, uh, to stand at the table and serve others. Uh, we thank you for that call. Uh, we thank you for that challenge. Uh, we thank you uh, for trusting us <clears throat> to represent you and uh, to make a difference in the lives of people around us. Um, would you please just continue to guide us? Um, if we aren't sitting and being refreshed, would you give us that opportunity? Um, if we're sitting at the table for too long and uh, there's something that we can do, <clears throat> would you please uh, help us to stand and give us the strength and the courage to stand at the table and... Um, and contribute. Lord Jesus, we thank you for uh, reforming our relationships, for connecting us first and foremost to you, and then sending us out to be connected to others. It's in your uh, generous, loving, trusting name that we pray. Amen. <clears throat>